Hey, I'm Dr. Kira Barr, and welcome to the Skinny Dipping Prescription Podcast, where we're stripping away the mindset blocks, myths, and misinformation about tough and taboo topics that are getting in the way of you living, looking, and feeling your best. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal who happens to be a dual board certified integrative dermatologist, certified mind-body medicine practitioner, and emotional transformation coach, which means we're blending science with soul to redefine skincare as the embodiment of your lived experience through no BS conversations, straight up truths, and tangible, actionable advice that will help you strengthen connections, confidence, and amplify your resilience. Every episode, you get a prescription on how to strip it down, do the work, and experience pleasure on a whole new level. So pull up a seat, make yourself comfortable, and dare to bear all, because I promise you that getting naked has never felt this good. Well, hello, my skinny dippers. Welcome to another episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription. I just want to do a quick episode as a follow-up to the last episode of tapping into your senses and the inquiry of whether your skincare routine may need a makeover. Because if you've been listening to the podcast so far, you know that skincare is so much more than lotions, potions, serums, and procedures. It's how you feel in your skin. It's it's how you show up in the world. It's about your self-concept, your self-image, your self-esteem and self-confidence. It's about your mindset your mental health, your, your emotional, spiritual, and physical health. It's, it's about everything that you think, feel, and do in your daily life. And it's everything that's happening beneath the surface physiologically and psychologically that influences and impacts what's showing up on the surface and, and what we're projecting out into the world, right? From things like gut health and hormonal health, metabolic health, our sexual health, oral health, and mental health, it's all connected to how you're living, looking, and feeling in your skin. So I want to take a deeper dive where we can blend science and social science and mind-body medicine to really help you understand yourself, why you want what you want, feel what you want, and, and do what you do even better so that you can feel more comfortable and confident in your skin. So I am going to put on my science hat for, for a few minutes here so we can take a look at one of the most important factors that actually contributes to how your skin looks and feels, which is skin cell turnover. So in the world of quote unquote anti-aging, if you could see me sitting here, I'm like air quote anti-aging skincare, it's the driving force behind products like exfoliants and peels and microdermabrasion. And let me just name that I absolutely detest the term anti-aging. I mean, the last time I checked, no one I know is Benjamin Button and aging in reverse, right? That terminology is just a reminder that somehow who we are, what we are, including our age, somehow isn't good enough, right? That we need to be something other than we are. And personally, I think it's bullshit and it's a disservice to those of us who are grateful to be the age that we are, to have made it this far with the wrinkles, the scars, the stretch marks and the cellulite and all of it especially for those of us who identify as and have been socialized as women, that after a certain age, we've been made to feel invisible or irrelevant or unattractive because we've reached that certain age and our skin, our bodies and our hormones have shifted away from the idealized beauty standard. I personally much prefer the term healthy aging or embrace aging so that we can proudly accept where we are in our lives and also be empowered through the choices that we make to support our health, which can positively impact the rate at which we age. 
Like there's strong scientific evidence that adopting lifestyle habits, especially managing our stress, can play a significant role in supporting our longevity and resilience. But I much prefer to move forwards to continue growing and evolving than be anti anything, including aging. Okay, so I know that was a bit of a rant, um, but I really feel it's important to be so transparent about my thoughts, even though I'm in a field and had been in a field um, where aesthetics and looks, you know, and products, you know, really focus on that languaging and terminology. But I really want to open that dialogue and I want to hear your perspective too. So I definitely want you to reach out and let me know your thoughts. Okay. All right. Enough of that. So back on with the science hat, we're getting back to skin cell turnover, what it is, how it impacts your skin and what you can do about it. And what is it really saying about what's happening beneath the surface, both literally and figuratively? Because if you think this is only going to be about me giving you a simple four-step skincare routine and the products to use, you're listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) No worries. I will share the four steps, but I hope you know by now that the Skinny Dippin' Prescription is all about bringing awareness to what's on the surface so that we can explore what's happening beneath it and contributing to what's showing up and how we're showing up. Okay. So back to skin cell turnover and all, you know, scientifically what that means is how quickly your skin produces new cells or how quickly your new skin cells travel from the deepest layers to the top layers of the epidermis, which is the most superficial layer of skin. Your skin has three layers, the top layer of the epidermis, the middle layer of the dermis, and then the bottom layer is the subcutaneous layer, which is where, where your fat is. And the epidermis actually has seven layers itself. And the outermost layers consist of dead cells that are always flaking and falling away. And then those cells are replaced with new cells that are produced in the lower layers of the epidermis. And then those move up to the top and the cycle continues. But there are a lot of factors that can actually slow that process down or potentially even bring it to a screeching halt. And one of the factors that contributes to slowed cell turnover is actually our lifestyle factors. So I would say that multiple factors would be our lifestyle factors like smoking or too much unprotected time in the sun or blue light exposure, which can be unavoidable, right? Because of all the virtual work that we do and having to sit in front of screens and poor sleep can contribute nutrient deficiencies and not nourishing our bodies with nutrient dense foods and a stressful lifestyle. And I really want to, um, again, I always halt on stress because it is more impactful on our overall health and well-being than I think we give it credit. People always say, reduce your stress or get rid of your stress. First of all, you cannot get rid of your stress. Stress is just a normal part of our daily life and it's not inherently good or bad. It is our perception of it that really can create the challenges. But here's the thing. Upwards of 90% of all doctor's visits are for stress-related ailments. Skin issues are the number one reason people go to the doctor. So it is undeniable that skin issues and stress are intimately related. And how our skin looks definitely impacts how we feel in our skin. It affects our mood, our confidence, our self-concept, and that can affect our relationships and our socioeconomic status and challenge and like putting ourselves out there to get a job and all, I mean, it's all connected, right? So all these lifestyle factors, including other factors, natural aging, 
These factors can influence and cause cell turnover to slow down a lot sooner than our genetics would determine, right? So if you think about it, babies, their skin cell turnover could be as short as three to five days. But as we mature, that magic number is thought to be around 28 to 30 days. But due to the natural process of aging, plus some lifestyle habits that may not serve us well, as I mentioned, that cycle can be extended to like 45 days and beyond. And so as healthy skin turns over and you're naturally shedding those layers and getting rid of the the dead, dysfunctional, non-functional cells that are no longer serving your skin's well-being, right? Not supporting the vitality and the integrity of the skin barrier to give you that radiant, youthful glow. When that doesn't happen, when you don't shed those layers on a regular cycle, those dead skin cells accumulate, they pile up and your complexion looks dull and sallow and more aged. And your pores can get clogged with those dead skin cells and get clogged with oil and bacteria and contribute to breakouts. And as those dead skin cells accumulate, they can cause discoloration as those cells pile up. And irregular cells can become trapped in causing what we call age spots or sun damage spots. And the skin can be slower to recover from injury. And what's more is when the barrier integrity is compromised because the skin cells are not turning over as quickly as they should be, it can lead to challenges, worsening conditions like eczema and making your skin more vulnerable to irritation and inflammation. So the bottom line is that when the normal functioning of your skin is disrupted and dysregulated, you don't look and you don't feel like yourself. So let's take a step back for a second. And I know this may sound you know, a little woo-woo, but these exact same principles apply in your life. When we're holding on to old stories and resentments and ideas and emotions and concepts and expectations of people or our jobs, and we're just holding on to them, they're piling up and they're weighing us down and they're no longer serving your purpose or your growth. You're accumulating layers of stress and psychological turmoil that's making you sallow and dull and inflamed and dysregulated physically, mentally, and emotionally. And how's that feel? Listen, I know for me, when I go down that path, it feels fucking awful. And I know in those moments, and believe me, there are plenty, I am still on this journey right alongside you. I am constantly switching up my skincare routine. It's at those times that I know I need to do things differently. I need to find a way to shed those layers, to strip them away, peel them back so that I can allow my natural rhythm and cycle to get back on track. So how do you do this, right? You give yourself a skincare routine makeover. And I talked about ways to do that in the last episode. And if you want to know if your skincare routine needs some attention. You can definitely personalize that experience by taking my skincare quiz at www.yourskincarequiz.com. But for now, we can get a more broad overview. I mentioned um, I would give you four simple steps to get your skin glowing. And here they are. Exfoliate, cleanse, moisturize, and protect. This applies to your literal skin, (laughs) but also how we are going to approach what's happening in your life too, right? The first step is that we need to exfoliate. We need to look at the surface, see what's there and address those layers. Really 
see what's there. Be willing to look in the mirror and ask ourselves honestly from a place of love and compassion, right? Not content, not that you're doing anything wrong. This is just about bringing awareness and how we can nourish and support ourselves and asking us honestly, what is keeping you stuck? What is holding you back, keeping you down? What are the fears, the thoughts, the emotions? What stories are you telling yourself about yourself? And are they even true? And how do you know? Right? Like if you asked a hundred people, would they all agree with you? Because if they don't, that story is likely not true. It's your current perception of your truth. And that's a beautiful thing because then you get to decide on purpose if you want to keep believing that. And I want to name that exfoliation should be done as a gentle process, right? When we do it too aggressively, literally, you can cause your skin irritation, inflammation, can be very aggressive and you look and you feel miserable. So the key is start low and go slow, right? But to help those cells turn over, you do need to do this on a regular basis. For your actual skincare routine, we recommend exfoliating two to three times a week, depending on your level of skin sensitivity, but at least once, twice, three times a week, where you're checking in, you're assessing, you're evaluating what you're thinking, feeling, and doing that may be enabling your layers to reaccumulate, right? So that first step is to exfoliate, look to see what's there, get really honest about it, and gently peel those away. The second step is cleanse, right? Cleansing is especially important at night. It's so key. Ideally, we wash our face twice a day, but if you don't get a chance, the time you should wash your face is at night. And I think this is also true for our mental and emotional well-being check-in. At the end of the day is when you've accumulated so much grime, so much gook, right? So much mental clutter and gunk and stuff, and we need to wash it away. The reason why washing your face at night is really important is because air pollution can accumulate and studies have shown that air pollution can contribute to hyperpigmentation. I just want to name that why I'm really emphasizing physically, literally washing your face at night. (laughs) But we also want to wash away all the day's stress and frustration and tension that we've been holding on to. And actually one of the gentlest, kindest way that we can do this is with the physical sense of touch when you are washing your face, bringing mindful awareness to how you're washing your face, right? Doing nothing other than experiencing the sound of the water coming out of the faucet, the sensation of the cleanser on your hands, your fingers gently massaging that cleanser into your skin, right? With a soothing self-touch because that sense of touch It boosts your feel-good hormones, that oxytocin, that love hormone. It boosts serotonin and dopamine and reduces that primary stress hormone, cortisol, so that it feels good and it's doing good for your skin, for your mind, for your body. So cleansing is your next, is your step that's really important. Ideally, you do it twice a day to kick off your day with a little mindful, mindful self-touch and boost those feel-good hormones but especially at night so that you can wind down and get a good night's rest. Because if you remember in the last episode, I talked about how important sleep is. Okay, so step three is moisturize. And listen, 
there are two reasons why we moisturize. The first is to add hydration in to nourish and support and protect that skin barrier. The ingredients called humectants. That's what draws moisture to the skin, like hyaluronic acid and glycerin. And then we seal that moisture in with occlusive ingredients, like coconut oil or castor bean oil, or one that's you may be more familiar with, which is petrolatum. In your life, you need to nourish yourself in a similar way, right? I want to invite you to look at your daily routine and your rituals and your habits. What are you adding in to nourish your mental, emotional, and physical well-being? Are you adding in things like gratitude and appreciation, connection in nature, connecting with people who make you laugh and support you, maybe a new hobby, filling your plate with nutrient-dense whole foods, rest, right? Rest is not lazy. It's vital. It's sacred. Adding in play and pleasure. We're going to do a whole episode just on pleasure. And it's not just sexual pleasure, although that is, again, another whole episode. So many good benefits for your skin for that, for sure. But to really get curious of what are you adding in as that form of hydration to nourish yourself on a daily basis. And then what are you doing to seal that nourishment in? And I'm talking about boundaries. What boundaries are you creating to ensure that the integrity and health of your mind, your body and spirit are continually being reinforced and supported? Like maybe setting a do not disturb notification on your cell phone, having a consistent bedtime, a meditation practice before bed or upon waking, and really sticking to your nose, honoring your nose, feeling it in your body, whether someone asks you to do something and you feel contracted, uh, that's a no. So putting your stake in the sand and saying no so you have more time, space, and energy for your hell yeses. The more that we add in that feels good, supportive, and energizing, we're naturally going to crowd out the habits and people and thoughts that aren't serving us anymore. So you really want to moisturize your skin. You want to moisturize your life, adding things in that draw in things that feel good and support you, gratitude, appreciation, connecting nature, quality sleep, and then sealing that in, creating boundaries so that you can continue to practice those ritual and habits that you are establishing for yourself. Okay. So step one was exfoliation. Step two was cleanse. Step three is moisturize. Step four is protection. As I mentioned, upwards of 80% of visible signs of aging from UV, skin cancer being the most prevalent cancer in the US and around the world, with more new cases of skin cancer than any other cancers combined in the US each year. Okay, so it's a big deal. We want to protect our skin. And blue light, right? More and more studies are showing us that blue light can break down our collagen and elastin and contribute to hyperpigmentation. So Protecting your skin on a daily basis with a tinted moisturizer with SPF 30 or above is vitally important. The tint, the iron oxide in the tint is what helps protect against that blue light. Because your skin is the ultimate protection from the outside world, right? So you want, you want to take good care of it. And here's the thing. I'm talking about a product. Normally I don't talk about products so much. Sunscreen can be one of your BFFs, but I want to emphasize and reiterate, the ultimate form of protection for your skin, for your health, your well-being, and your resilience, that's an inside job. Because like I mentioned earlier, stress is a part of life. It's not inherently good or bad, right? It's our perception of it. But chronic stress, 
when we don't manage our minds, when we don't have tools and resources to help manage the stress in our lives, it wrecks havoc on our health and well-being. So we need to pay attention. We need to tune in to how we're feeling in our bodies. What are the niggling signs and symptoms that our bodies may be offering us to pay attention so that we can fortify our resources and resilience to help protect our well-being from those detrimental effects of stress? So pain, when you're exercising, pain is not just to help you gain, right? Pain is pain. It is a sign from your body. Things that are showing up on your skin are information. Your skin is your greatest asset, your guide, your resource to let you know that something beneath the surface is happening that needs your attention. And one of the ways of bolstering that protection, fortifying your resilience is exploring this idea of less doing and more being. And again, I know that might sound a little bit woo, right? Because we live in a culture that assigns worth to productivity. But all that hustle, all that striving for production is leaving us exhausted, burned out, with the end result of being even less productive. So ask yourself, are there ways that you can accomplish your goals with fewer steps, fewer things, and more simply? so that you can let go of that hustle and let in more rest, relaxation, and pleasure. Start by making a list of your priorities, the people in your lives, the projects that you want to work on or need to get done, and really reconnecting to your purpose and shed all those other things, right? Decide what you need to do, you absolutely need to do, that only you can do. And from there, decide what you can delegate or delete altogether. And when you take some time to do this, I know it sounds, it's simple in concept and I know it's not always easy in practice, but that's the whole thing. This is about practice. It is not about perfection. We're starting here. We change our skincare routine all the time. Change of season, right? When ambient air changes, you know, and our skin reacts a little bit differently, we're constantly changing. We are not static beings. We are dynamic. And so we are constantly going to be reassessing, trying new things, practicing, failing, trying over. But I promise you that when you take some time to do this, really look at how you might be able to simplify things, do things in fewer steps, delete things that really aren't necessary or delegate so that you're doing only what you absolutely need to do. You protect your energy and your most precious resource, which is your time. Because the most powerful prescription that I can offer you is empowering you with the tools to help you manage your stress. And the greatest gift that you can give to yourself, your kids, your friends, your family, your colleagues, is your happiness. Because you're filling that prescription every day as the greatest act of self-care and self-love. So I'll leave you with that, my friends, until the next episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription. And I hope that you have an amazing day. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription podcast. If you're struggling with anxiety, stress, or feeling uncomfortable in your skin, head over to the show notes to grab the links to take our quiz to find out why that is and what you can do about it. That's yourskincarequiz.com. You can also connect with me at drkirabar.com or on Instagram or get on our mailing list to find out about our upcoming workshops, events, and all the other goodness we share with our community. Getting on our list is the best way to find out all about it. You can grab those links in the show notes. I am so grateful that you're here and I would be honored if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast on social media, or perhaps with a friend who needs the support, whatever feels good to you. 
I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to catch up with you on the next episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription.